everybody we are back to discuss another exciting episode of the final season of succession you know the deal this is sealing the deal a succession of farewell pod gonna start off with it shiv's pregnant <laughs> i'm joined by two mega fans and it's all gonna be equal as fuck as the roy siblings would say everybody <laughs> what are the gut reactions coming out of season four episode four i'll defer to the new guests on this one first <laughs> Oh, sure. Thank you, Riley. Um, yeah. uh, uh, great episode. Um, had a lot of, uh, had a lot to, uh, do, uh, coming off of last week's, which is being hailed as, you know, uh, uh, you know, one of the best episodes of television so. to, to ever grace the screen. And I, I think it deserves that praise. Yeah. Um, I thought this was, it, it, it's, it, it was interesting. And I think, right uh on the writers and to see uh you know sort of almost an immediate aftermath to um the 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 shocking news of their father's passing um so we get to see the siblings sort of uh right, right off right off rip um dealing yeah. with those emotions um and uh yeah i mean gut feelings um i thought it was uh you know, it's it had the it's a had classic succession one-liners. It had a lot of great conversations between yeah. had a lot of great conversations between the uh the siblings as well as you know the the older members of the uh of the, the board. The graybeards, <laughs> yeah. the, the key the keystone fucks. Um and yeah, I thought it, it's setting up a uh it's setting up a lot of um setting up the rest of the season really well. Yeah. And it's I, I think my big takeaway is that it's it, we're sort of we sort of always end up getting back to a similar situation with the siblings, but it was really cool to see them trying to deal with it in a, in a bit of a more mature manner. But then, yeah. but then behind closed doors, um, seeing them sort of revert to some some older ways and and trying to pursue their own personal needs. Yeah, I what makes the show so great always. And um, definitely what's been phenomenal about the later seasons as we've been moving on is the fact that it feels like there is never any filler and every, it is a very lean piece of meat and it's just kind of like no fat. We're just going to keep chugging along through. That's what this episode was great for is like we had like the whole week to like grieve Logan Roy's death. You know what I mean? Right. Like I miss him as a character and everything. And we had probably maybe six minutes on the screen of them like bonding over him and like reading the old testimonials and everything. But it, it, we're right back into it. It's all about power struggles. Who's on whose side? Who are we taking? How are we going to get the kids back on top here? So it's just a phenomenal show. And it shows how great the writing is for Armstrong. Just like keep plugging right along. You know what I mean? Keep it going. Yeah. I'm right there with you too. I think you guys were both kind of, getting into like the writing of the show and how much I just feel like there must be so much pressure to follow up something like last week. I'm sure in the moment when they're writing it, they're not like, Ooh, everyone's going to love this so much pressure, but they must've mm. felt that way. Um, Again, we <laughs> Riley, you, you brought this up. I loved uh, last, last time we recorded um, Jeremy Strong's dramaturgically uh, drop. But when you do something that's that uh, uh, impactful dramaturgically, it's it's going to be really hard to follow up. So to have them kind of settling back in and kind of like you were saying, Chris, laying the pieces out 
was really impressive. And I, I think before we go on and dive right into the episode, I do want to say that I love when any one of my favorite shows gets all the characters pretty much in one place at one time. So just people are constantly bumping into each other, interacting. And they've now done that two times in a row. It's incredible. I always loved when Thrones got to do that. I feel like they actually didn't get to do it enough. So to see that here is awesome. It just is like fan service, but doesn't feel like fan service. So really impressed by that. 100%. I agree. Super stoked for it. So before we kind of go into just breaking down the beats of this episode, what were your guys' feelings going into it? Was this what you guys expected to get out of this episode? Was everything on par not with the quality we're all fans of it i mean, it'd be really weird if we just got on the pod one week we're like this shit sucked I, I, <laughs> I, I hope that doesn't happen but that's kind of my whole purpose of doing this but did this plot kind of feel like what you guys expected and did everyone kind of act as you expected and if you had different feelings what were they or different well, expectations? I, I i think uh what was really nice about this episode is like you and you alluded to this in the first episode, but that we did. But what makes this show that some people find maybe just a little bit off-putting is that a lot of it it is kind of like when are we going to get on with it? Like, how when is someone actually going to take over the like right. this new role and position for Logan? Like, and that's kind of what we said. Like, he just kind of needed to go so that could all happen. And I think it's great that like. It, it almost was like a little bit of Occam's razor. Where it's like, I think everyone has always kind of thought like, it just probably should be like Kendall dealing with it. Like we kind of just want him there. And and there is now like a literal paper trail, like alluding yeah. to Kendall. And I can't wait to get and talk about that with you guys. But no, I mean, I, I think it, it just finally like getting like what we all wanted. Just like, I mean, I personally have been like, I, I'm team Kendall, get him on the board. I'm, I'm here for it. But oh, yeah, yeah I, that's why I, I like it so much. Yeah, I yeah, I I definitely agree with all of that. Um, what 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 I expected in this episode and what I expect for the rest of the season, and I think it's a testament to the excellent writing, is um, even now that Logan is gone, his presence was felt heavily in this episode and will be continued. To, I think to it'll be felt in all scenes moving forward. Um, and I think, yeah, sort of like what Riley is saying, we, we are now, we, you know, the entire show has been this sort of, we have been out outsiders, you know, looking through the lens of, of all of these characters and we're back to, we're, we're back to the point of like, you know, who is going to, who's going to be the successor, who's going to run the ship. And it, it seemed like this was, it, it, yeah, so like you said, it was very contained and it was very isolated. And I think that lent itself to a great, um, to great interactions. And it, it sort of really shined a light on what, what this show truly is about um, at the end of the day. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, I, I think um, they, we needed an episode like this to then, sort of set up um you know the, what what's to come the gojo deal and right you know it's we're sort of in this like weird interlude at the moment where it's like okay yeah. ken ken and roman are like taking over but like that there, there's no way they're it's it's gonna be that easy for them to just be like oh, okay like they they will almost certainly face hardships along the way 
and I think they're in a they're in a a, a good patch at the moment, but I'm sure we'll, we'll see things start to crumble from here. Yeah, and that they will. I think the pieces were starting to lay really well, and just to go ahead and finally kind of think about things moving forward. I just loved getting so much out of Shiv and Tom right in the middle on the staircase there. Before we kind of jump into all the big beats of the episode, I was so stoked with how things opened up. So I think I was getting to this with you, Riley, and you'd love to know this, Chris. So my my parents are big fans of the show. I just kind of happened to be the way life was going on, like Easter and a couple of different holidays and family events. I had been watching the first three episodes from home with them. And every time that see like an episode end, my mom's like, I don't know. Sarah Snug doesn't look like like everything's going. She doesn't look like herself. Like so she and I think in real life, Sarah Snook was pregnant at the filming of the show. So mm. big shout out to her for calling that. Shiv is <laughs> pregnant. So <laughs> that is gonna just keep her and Tom kind of together one way or another. So I thought that was a big shocker. It was cool to end an episode that had the biggest shock of the show so far and kind of opened it right back up with that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Or Riley. I, I, yeah, Riley. Oh, no, thanks. Sorry. Yeah, I, what I really thought was was interesting about that is, is just like, it's almost like a, like a rebirth for her because it's like, you know, uh, and it's a huge thing just in general. It's like, but women high up in the front office, it, it, it is like, oh, like, when you have a child, it almost feels like that you become like the mother, like the nurturing role. You don't as much yeah. have like the cut their attitude at it. And then like, you can kind of see that's like a symbol that's like is like carrying through with her like f- later on in the episode, you know, feeling nice out and the, like not having anyone like to keep it going. And you could definitely tell like she was conflicted about her feelings, obviously, because with her father dead, but also, you know, with everything going on. So, yeah, I thought it was... um I thought it was a very interesting. It's it's a nice play on uh on that you know just like women front office hardworking uh, executive women. Totally, I I think I'm not sure if we kind of we were kind of pouring over everyone's performance in last episode and just the authenticity of going through a tragedy like that. And I just don't think I feel like I need we even need to praise Sarah Snook even more because like and and for what you're just saying, right? Too like for covering that aspect of business and things like she really is like the one of the has so much weight on her shoulders as a female lead and in particular in this show. So she always holds it down after we see her get that news. I think we just get right into things at Logan's apartment. And it was awesome to see, like I was mentioning before, just everyone together. And I think before anything else, we get some awesome moments out of the Waystar cronies who are kind of like, I feel like I'm noticing them even more with this season, them cutting away to their room to break down, the narrative and getting things like that. Riley, I know yeah. you're like really praising the uh the Jerry, Frank and Carl and Carolina and even Hugo getting a lot more screen time. What was standing out to you guys about that little breakaway with the Waystar uh you know, the gray beards that are now looking like bottom feeders. Um I think I they've always been such like interesting players from the beginning, but I feel like now we're we're sort of you know, with this tragedy that just happened, we're sort of seeing their true nature even more. And I, and it kind of like, you know, almost happy with some of their reactions. And then some of them sort of, like you said, like being like trying to like 
scrape up what's theirs and like trying to figure out where they fit in after this. Like I I've always really enjoyed the character of Frank. And I think he's had some really awesome moments this season so far, almost, almost being like the father figure to, 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 especially to Kendall that, that, that Kendall maybe wishes Logan could have been like, he just tells it to him straight. And I mean, we have, um, it's nice to see like sort of Carl voicing his concerns more so and, like funny. with Carl's Carl had some really funny digs in this episode. Oh, and, yeah. and yeah, it's just, I mean, it, it really is the, the ensemble is you really, there, there is, there isn't a weak link to be seen. And, no. and, and like, it's exciting because like, when you think of the show, you think, okay, like the siblings are, you know, the key, the key foundation of like, what's like they're the end game i a lot of people probably would assume but like the 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 actors that portray the 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 keystones the gray beards are are just as valuable in this game as they are and and you you really never know uh where they could end up too because they're you know they got their they got their chips on on the board and they're and they're clearly you know they have their own ambitions and whatnot and as well so 100%. it's uh it's interesting to see them attack this and and, and to see their their mindsets they swoop in you have carl on the phone trying to talk about how much he's going to get out of it he's like if i'm not going to be on top i at least want to get my piece my brother-in-law and i try to buy a greek island <laughs> just a great yeah great i love him kid. I know you he's always he's always like well I mean I couldn't possibly he's always like very like beleaguered like he expresses opinion and then he comes out with like the, the steadfast like when he's like like dressing down Tom he's like well oh that was great I'm a little bit of concern that like everyone does no one likes you and you seem a little desperate and no one trusts you it was hysterical to me like well he's always like that he's always on that yeah and over so we have the uh, we have the siblings again just like just kind of being classic them in the sense that yes, they're trying to move things along, but they're kind of falling into making jabs at each other a bit. Greg comes in and it's like literally like Kramer walking into Seinfeld and it's prime. It's like <laughs> here he is. And like Roman kind of takes off the mantle of Logan and tells him to fuck off. But the siblings are kind of just waiting for the next thing to do. And meanwhile, these kind of side characters, I guess you could say the the longstanding employees and Frank stumbles upon this really important document. If there's ever been a MacGuffin that Succession has used, it's this. But I don't. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's great, and it ends up even the the piece of paper itself ends up being very critical with how Kendall's name is written. We get that great reveal at the end that'll spoiler that his name is just there, but it's crossed out. But Frank finds it and kind of brings it to his own people's attention and brings it to the siblings' attention. What did you guys think about the way that they handled that and, and the siblings' reaction to whose name was on the list? Well, one thing I loved about that, because I, I definitely want to bring this up to, to Chris's point, is that, like, Frank's always definitely been, like, more of, like, the father figure. Like, even in, going back to season one when, like, he gets fired and then, like, Kendall tries to get him back in to get him back on his side. Like, they've always had, like, a pretty nice relationship, the two of them. They always are, like, think, like looking back and talking. But, like... And to that extent, like as good as as great as he was, like helping nurture Kendall, even like later on in this episode, 
he was all set to basically be like, and perhaps if this document just kind of floats away and like, <laughs> he was like with Carl now and it's almost like, how can you really trust him? You know what I mean? So I, I mean, I love that again, it, when those two are going with Jerry too, like all of them are just so funny to me. Yeah. They're just, I mean, they're just so used to like, like they've, they've been by Logan's side for years and years and they, you know, in a way think that they're, you know, have, they have more, they, they believe they have more agency to make decisions that they think the kids wouldn't be able to handle. 100%. Um, and yeah, no, I want, we got like, I think the reactions from each of the siblings was sort of similar to almost even like season one type reactions to decisions like with Kendall potentially being the front runner for the position. You can tell, you know, he's just, he has that like never ending drive of like, I need to like, I mean, they all do like, I need to prove myself and like our father, like their father gave each of them, you know, as we've seen in all the seasons of the show, gave each of them a specific amount of attention at, at a specific point in the show. And they, I feel like, and I mean, and I'm sure he did that their entire life and he, and they cling to that. So, you know, Kendall, we continue to see that drive of like, this is like, almost like I need to prove myself, but also like a fuck you to my dad. Like I can do this. Roman is, you know, was always sort of, I mean, Roman sucked up to his dad in a sense um but also wants to prove himself that he's not like a complete buffoon and and then shiv you know she was promised it as well i believe in season two and she wants to prove herself to her dad that she you know as you know a woman in within this company that she has the capability of um leading leading the charge yeah yeah, I love that. I loved what we got shipped from this from this. And I loved all their reactions. I mean, like you said too, it they really did go back to season one, didn't they? That's a great they really did go full circle. We could talk about Jeremy Strong and our own breakdown of just his podcast, probably. But the way he like lingers and hones in on that piece of paper once he gets it, like he's back in. I think Frank at one point says to him, he's like, You're steady, you're doing other shit. Like, why do you want back in? And it's because He's finally daddy's number one candy baby. <laughs> that's all yeah, it is. Finally. Yeah. Finally. And it's just, and that's, it, it's all he'll ever be. <laughs> it's crazy. Just one more quick thought on that. It's crazy yeah, to like just see from episode one of this season to see them actually trying to go along with the hundred. And now like the minute this paper comes to light, it's like they all revert back to like, no, <laughs> no, Pierce. Like, okay, we we've acquired or we we've basically acquired Pierce at this point, but there's no hundred. There's nothing else that we're we're back and like, okay, this is like this is a fight for Waystar and like we're we're in it, like, right. and we're we're all recognizing it and we're not gonna like we're we're back not gonna down. yeah back down and we can't hide the fact that we feel some type of way about this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love seeing how they all responded to it. And I think at this point, they take a break to convene after the paper's been revealed. And and Tom finds Shiv on the stairs. And Tom is still just kind of, I think he's been the most consistent this season. 
the siblings were getting along and then they moved back to just being absolute feral animals this episode kind of going back to going at each other as they have been for the whole show but then i think tom has been consistent just like maybe fed up with like all this backstabbing and the business part of it because he just lost someone who's like a father figure to him and he's just kind of been like comforting to people this whole season and that's how he broached shiv when the tragedy struck last episode and that's how we did today and i think he'll kind of continue to do that if i had to predict i think his arc is just trying to be more of a human and he met her on the stairs and when she was giving shit to him he was like you're gonna regret this what were your guys big takeaways from their interaction there in the middle so what's so funny to me about about that and like i i was saying saying this to nicole and i was watching it with her and it was basically like like you could definitely tell she's like really really been hurt and, and like tom is but he, i really do feel like tom is really trying to be there for her and all i think just consistently is like like she was the one who like did not respect him in any possible way and oh, treated him horribly yes like yep. the, in, the entire time and like he, <laughs> the one thing he did was like the only time he ever like did something that was against her was like this one thing and granted it was it was a big deal but like she she acts like it, like everything was on equal footing and like I, that's what I think about all the time is I'm like like I know Tom Tom does probably love her still but I'm like dude I mean I kid I could not imagine going back with that like it would, it would drive me insane <laughs> for the streets yeah yeah it's, I have a hard time like sympathizing with shiv at point it's like yeah. it's like i don't know everyone's everyone's out for at least slightly i think for their own gain but like yeah like she like i mean she like disrespected their marriage on their wedding night and then like continued to like sort of like like i don't know what the word is like sort of sidestep his side yeah. sidestep like his every advance of like of like trying to potentially start a family and whatnot. So like, yeah, I agree. I think, I think he was genuinely trying to like sort of bring her to a happier time in that moment. And I I mean, she, she, yeah, it was, it was a really sweet moment. And I, I don't know if I entirely, I, I I'm, I'm interested to see where Tom's character ends up by the end of the season, having lost, you know, a sort of, you know, the, the man he ended up siding with at the end of episode uh, at the end of season three. Am I too hopeful, um, Chris? Am I too hopeful to think he'll stay just this consistent, kind man? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I would like, to, I would like that because I feel like if there's anyone that could sort of find that, find the light, maybe it, it would maybe be him. Like maybe he even just gets he. Maybe he he finally breaks away from this family. I mean, but then there's also the the question of like can he live without this like lifestyle that he's you know sort of relished in for like years now because like a part of him i feel like is so ingrained to this life now it, it might be hard for him to kick that but yeah I'm, I'm interested to see where he he ends up by like the series finale oh, for i'm, I'm yeah. he's a he's definitely one of my favorite characters so um yeah really really beautiful scene yeah, and I think right after that, we get a little bit moment of levity before they go right back into things, and the scheming continues with that conversation with the siblings before they meet the gray beards, as we'll call them. We have Greg trying to comfort Marsha as Carrie comes <laughs> in, and he's just like, 
what you are to your friends in like middle school and high school when you're just trying to like you know hype them up and just be like don't worry like i think his just play-by-play analysis with her oh she's coming over it's so distasteful <laughs> <laughs> he killed yeah, it against true. you i think like how they've been using greg is interesting but that's it was perfect greg episode for me just, yeah, but, just the right amount. Just the right amount. Yeah. Yeah, he's sort of just like, it's like weird. It's like he he almost doesn't seem like he has the brains to be scheming, but like he almost feels like like dangerous in a sense too. You sort of don't really know like why. Like he's like he's stayed this entire time, so like you don't really know like what his plans are. No, because he because he gives off such a like awkward energy. It's hard to like get like full sentences out of him that are comprehensible <laughs> yeah. uh, um, well, but what, what what's funny to me about about cousin greg always is like he he desperately wants power but like again like he's the only person like they all do right they all desperately just want to like be just keep be the next man up but like there has never been one singular moment of like overall competence he's shown at really anything except like not shredding those documents in, in, in a season one like <laughs> hold over everyone's head but, like other than that he's really done like nothing of like any value like at all and so it's, it's always funny to me is like he definitely always thinks he's like he deserves to sit at the table with the big boys but like they at least have like a resume and a track record he does yeah. nothing yeah i well, really quick oh sorry john no, no, it's all good. I was just going to pose it to you guys quickly. Maybe this is I. This is your was your next thought too. Did he finish the mission that Tom gave him last up uh, on the plane? He was like, "Go to my office, go to that deleted folder, and get rid of it." He put some fire under him, and they, did they address it this episode? I might have missed that. I don't think they did. I don't think they I talked about either. that. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Because where you're going, you're, you're going on something about no. I, no, I was just gonna just to hop back for a second um the uh i i'm talking about cousin greg the fact that greg was written on that piece of paper with a question mark and wondering what what that potentially means i maybe he was considering greg too (laughs) greg nonetheless i love it if would that be hilarious if it was this big epic fuck off kendall you're out greg (laughs) question mark that yeah, was like, that would literally be like Succession going full Game of Thrones and putting Brand <laughs> on the Iron Throne. Yeah. Yes. Be- <laughs> I will. I will just delete the pod if we get there. <laughs> and then I, I think we need your guys' help on this next part. Um, we have the siblings get together, and one last time, and it looks like they come to a decision, and then at the last second, that decision on the next CEO is reversed. How did that kind of play out for you guys as you were watching it? Um, so wait, sorry, you said the, um... Right, so it looks like they give it the ship, and then it's not that at all once they go to meet with everybody else. So they meet with her, right, and they're like, we're gonna go ahead, and, you know, they're talking, and Shiv's like, I think it could be me, and then not so much. Well, didn't they come to the conclusion that it was just gonna be Ken and Roman? Yeah, so they were, right, that's right, that's what it ultimately ended up being, and I think she was, like, talking herself into it, and then oh, they, I say. And then they moved away, and she yeah. storms out of the apartment later on, and just nearly, nearly gets put on the twenty-day IL with a twisted ankle. Yes. Yeah. 
Anthony Davis would not be able to recover from that one. Yeah, he wouldn't survive the he wouldn't survive the Roy family. If he can't barely survive the Lakers, I don't think he could do it with the Roy's. But that bouncing back and forth of for maybe one like not one last time, but in the most pressure cooker situation when they need an answer, who's it gonna be? Was electric. Yeah, we we again we finally just needed that, right? I feel like yeah, they've been like it's constantly like a will they won't they kind of thing. Like, who is it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's good to literally have it down on a piece of paper, even though again, definitely seemed like to me that uh, that Logan was not on Kendall's side. I mean, you know what? Maybe he was honestly like to to y'all's point, like. Maybe Logan is just so spiteful. He's like, maybe this company should just like die when I'm gone and it's like put Greg up there. <laughs> tank it. It's tanky. Yeah. <laughs> Have him give it all to Greenpeace or just sell yeah. the company and his efforts to continue to sue Greenpe- Greenpeace. What's next, Greg? <laughs> Save the children. Save the children. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, did, did you guys feel good to see the brothers like kind of do it together? I did. I did. I thought it was it. It was cool. It's um, it was. I mean, it was nice to see them reach some sort of conclusion on 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 that. And I mean, like like on paper, like it seems like they like they get along well enough that like it could be like a potentially good move for the company, right? Um, like especially like I mean, maybe it's just like they're in the in like those moments of like you know grief where like they're a bit nicer to one another but like as of right now they're like it seems like they're somewhat like at least trying to speak their piece and listen to each other um but then immediately like you know Kendall I if it it, it it reminds me of season two where Logan tells uh Kendall that he's not a killer um and then it you know, Ken Ken reverts reverts back, or he, you know, he's like he's trying to be what he he never has been able to be, um, in lieu of his, yeah. you know, with the with the absence of his father, and so that that, that 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 partnership <laughs> may may not. I I don't think none of these partnerships and these alliances feel like they're gonna hold in the long run. I think they're sort of all gonna end up maybe backstabbing each other once again. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He already went behind his back already. <laughs> they, they couldn't even get out like seven minutes. They couldn't even agree on the press release. No, no, they couldn't. That was awesome to see. I mean, so much to talk about with all the little nuances of that. But just for like the, uh, you know, beat by beat bullets, that goes down. Loved how they kind of just look at Logan's chair and then they kind of like already learned to tell Carolina and Hugo to fuck off. They're like, guys, been dead for a few minutes. Like, we're fucking dumping on him every fuck off. Get out of here. And they're just like, my apologies. My apologies. <laughs> as they're yes. in there. It's great. And I think this is a, as important of any, maybe any one of the other storylines and just kind of uh, through, through, and through like plot points to break down is that he sits down Hugo and kind of becomes his dad. He's like acting like Logan already. He's like, come on, just go ahead. Like, you know, what's a little insider trading every once in a while? Sell off the stock, but don't tell anybody about it. Now get out of here, Hugo. Like that was really not what I was getting from Kendall last season at all. Not really this season. So it seems like it's been literal minutes, and he's already happy to be Papa Roy. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. He's absolutely jazzed. Um, <laughs> it, it it it's great though, right? Because it is just like that was his last time, like finally being able to like get back at his dad is like. 
even though it was like he dad didn't want him up there. He's like, you know what? Like maybe maybe my dad doesn't deserve to be remembered as like a good guy like everyone's claiming because he was just like a dick. So why don't we try to screw him over here? One last time. For old time's sake. Yeah, exactly. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I can't see where we're going next. So before we kind of start to close things out, just that might be the next place to think about is just our very next episode. What do you guys see happening just right after this in the next episode? Um, well, it seemed... Oh, sorry, Riley. No, I was just going to say, I mean, just from the, the quick trailer of it, I, I think, again, just to Chris's point, already it's like Madsen's definitely going to be fitting Kendall and Roman against each other. Like, it again, they're not going to be able to, yeah. to come to an agreement. Barbecue chicken for him. He's going to pick yeah. them apart. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it seems like they're all. I think at least based off the trailer, Shiv is. I it looks it, it looks like they're all present. So I think next episode is going to heavily revolve around navigating the Gojo deal, um, maybe rewriting the parameters of that deal, and and like, you know, Kendall and Roman trying to prove themselves as the interim, uh, you know, uh, yeah. leaders, and I'm sure. You know, Shiv is Shiv will one hundred percent be throwing her two cents in as well, trying to you know to have her piece as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can't wait. It's it's it really is. It's it's just, it's the best. I was really optimistic that this felt. I feel like it's hard to compare it to last episode. That felt like like an absolute twist that made sense, but it's hard to do. So it's hard to say this is just as good. But I was really optimistic for where the season is to go. That I was still again just hanging on every line of dialogue and just so really felt like the way they dealt with the death was really authentic. It, there's nothing really ever about the show. That's been super over the dramatic, over the top dramatic. It's always kind of felt like it had had this really nice groundedness, which I really love and appreciate. All right. Just for a little bit of a uh, little bit of fun here. Do you guys have any particular lines of dialogue that stood out as your favorite lines from the episode? Uh, my favorite line was, um, I might be, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but I believe it was, uh, uh, he's lived off Wonder Bread and steak for eats. He hasn't had a shit in twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that um, was who that was, was that? That was uh, that was Tom. Um, and then Jerry had like Carl. Yeah, Jerry had a funny one about melancholy spilling all over you. Watch your fish taco. Your melancholy showing or whatever. That yeah. Was great. Um. Yeah, that was those were really good. There's a lot. Yeah, I loved uh, – I, I don't know if I want to repeat it back exactly, but Hugo on the phone talking to his daughter about, <laughs> about what the insider trading deal may have done for him. was. Yeah, uh, he, he's a killer. I love that guy. That guy is such a great character actor. I can't think of it off top, but his IMDb must be stacked. I feel like I see that guy's face in a lot of stuff. Well, what's funny is, like, if you go back and watch the older seasons, he's lost, like, a lot of weight. Yeah. But he, so his, like, body's, like, really small, but his head is, like – Huge, like <laughs> Fisher Stevens, come on the pod. Yeah, we need you here. We need you here. I uh, I always have a hard time not picking Kendall. I think when we talked last week, probably I also went with the Kendall line. But I'm gonna lock in my line as I got a great grief guy. Fuck you. <laughs> when they're giving him shit <laughs> about, oh yeah, you're, you're being a little bitch, going ahead and being smart and getting a therapist and doing the right thing, and they're just giving him the jabs. He's like, yeah, I've got a great grief guy. Fuck you. <laughs> really love that and then is there a consensus mvp of the episode who do you guys think won the episode um i don't i i, I honestly it might be it might be kendall yeah literally kendall yeah 
in his mind, he I think in his mind he's the winner. And like whether or not like I think he questions the the name on the sheet and the crossing out of his name. But I think in the in that moment he's like, you know what, I'm just I'm taking this responsibility because it's mine. So I'll I'll say Kendall. Yeah, I agree with Kendall. My one like plot hole with the whole thing is like, yeah. So Kendall, Kendall and Roman getting appointed uh, co-chairs because like they're both COOs. I just can't imagine anybody on the board who like wasn't in that room for like the backroom deal would ever agree and just basically be like, wait, wasn't this the guy who like tried to put Logan like in jail like multiple times? Yeah. It's like I'm, I can't I can't imagine that many people like. We're really that on board with it besides like again the people he had to make the sweet room back room deal with so but yeah i know he definitely won the episode for sure I mean, he's in power now he's back in you know on the whole thing and jeremy strong just always a great actor so i love it I think he- yeah he, he's got to win it for me too i think he's primed up to win yet another emmy guys i can't thank you both enough for coming on the pod this was another exciting one to jump on and do Everyone, I hope you're enjoying the pod so far. This has been a fun little experiment to branch off from Hoop Fiends and do some screen fiends. You can find everything that we got going on on Hoop Fiends on the Hoop Fiends feed at Apple, Spotify, at Hoop Fiends on Instagram and Twitter. Steve's always posting what we have going on. I know he's going to be doing some football draft stuff and his weekly size-ups with the playoffs in full swing. Riley, thanks for hopping on. Second episode in a row. And for our newest guest, Chris, it was awesome to have you. Thanks for coming on short notice, man. I know you're a mega fan, and I thought it'd be so fun to have you to actually come on and catch up with me while we're recording. I can't wait to continue to discuss this season with you. But uh, this is not only just a dear friend of mine, it's also one of the biggest grinders I've like literally ever met. Chris, if you could want to go ahead and just talk about anything that you have going on and where people can find you and some of your work. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I, I appreciate it. And um, uh, yeah, no, it's... I, I mean, you can let me know at any point to talk about this. I'm down. I, this is just like the best show. Um, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, uh, 2023 has been a good year so far. Um, for anyone that, for the viewers and listeners, uh, I guess it's listeners, not viewers. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm an actor and a singer. Uh, so that's sort of been what I've been, uh, been doing since I was a, uh, since I was a young, uh, kid and so um as of recently uh post-grad i've been doing uh theater tv film gigs i've been really lucky and blessed uh to uh have been given so many awesome opportunities uh in the coming months uh i'm gonna be i have a i have a role in a uh in a uh sony uh movie called no hard feelings it's gonna be uh it stars uh Jennifer Lawrence and it's uh I should it, yeah, which it's it, it really surreal. Um definitely one of the coolest uh parts of my uh my career so far. Um but so I have a I have a scene or two in that. So that'll be I'm excited to see the final product and how you know everything was cut together. And then it would seem I haven't accepted uh, the offer yet, but it would seem that I it looks like I'm gonna be having another um, I'm gonna be involved in another theatrical production um, oh, yeah. uh, uh, within the next month or two. So, um, uh, yeah, all great things, and um, just chugging along and 
auditioning and grind and it's you know it's yeah, a man. tough industry it's a tough industry but it's yeah it's it's exciting and it's you know I, good, I i wouldn't you know I, I really wouldn't have it any other way no i can't wait to see all that stuff and everyone go ahead and check that out if you can follow him on his socials i'll be sure to tag you in this episode that we post so people can follow keep up with you and your updates there i think seeing you and what you do man actually makes me want to do stuff like this that i love so if you stop, I stop. That's how it works. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, a, thanks a bunch for coming on. Uh, plug where you can listen to us. Everybody, see you next week. Thanks, one. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Riley. Thanks, Chris. Thank, thanks, John. This is, this is a blast, and uh, I'd love to do it again. Absolutely.